0: Hey, everyone. I'm Sergio from the Dodgeball Podcast, doing my first recap of 2021, which I didn't think to say all year. And here with me, I have uh, Joe from Arizona. How you doing, man?
1: I'm doing fantastic. How are you?
0: I'm doing swell, man. Um, with everything opening up, uh, it's good to actually talk about current dodgeball. And not really so much hypotheticals, which, as fun as they are, it's good to see it actually play out. So, yeah, yeah. Let's get a quick, been... uh, let's get a quick rundown uh, uh, about you. So, um, all right, I,
1: little... I, okay. So I started uh, playing Rec Dodgeball about uh, five years now. Ugh, five years now. Um, <laughs> when I was in my my early thirties, uh, with uh, it was NDO at the time. Um, uh, Santi was running that. And then Phoenix Dodgeball, and then that morphed into Cactus Dodgeball, and I think I think in uh, 2018 I tried my first elite tournament and just I got smoked. Um, it was uh, you know, it's kind of you know when the the baseball players or whatever come into rec league and they're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna kill it. Um, that's how I felt going into elite and got super embarrassed. So then I was like, okay, let me make my own team so I can you know kind of farm up and so I formed smash in 2019 and then um uh was planning on carrying that over to 2020 and then now three years later I'm a tournament director apparently so that's <laughs> that's pretty much my uh, origin story
0: so um um <laughs> So you named your team Smash. So is it a reference to Smash Brothers? Is that one yes. of your favorite games?
1: Yes, uh, for '64. So this might be old man Joe here, but uh, the new ones just have too much going on. Um, and I, uh, I've got a Star Fox tattoo because that's my guy, and uh, you know, and I'm a, a huge dork, as uh, everyone else knows. So <laughs>
0: fair enough. I mean, when when I heard that name, I was like, that either has to be the most epic video game reference team name or something that just went over my head in my old or
1: just a generic boring team name so yeah it's one or the other so if you get the (laughs) reference it's cool if you don't get the reference whatevs
0: so you you kind of mentioned it before um 2019 you started smash and you wanted to continue and sadly unless you were one of the few people who got to play either around one in the south or the ndi tournament or the seattle crush you didn't get to really play dodgeball last year. So, um, yeah. Sadly in, fact, say. in
1: fact, I, uh, I refed sin city where I'm pretty sure we all got COVID. So, um, <laughs> cause I remember everybody coming back from that, just being like, "God, oh, I had the worst flu ever. And that's kind of before that all started. Um, and then, yeah, so I was still kind of like, I didn't go to the uh, NDI or round South because I was still and Lung-wise, it was just weird. And then, well, now we all know why. So, here we are.
0: Oh, wow. Well, I mean, uh, for what it's worth, um, I'm glad you're still here. Um, hopefully, you feel 100%. Uh, but I wanted to talk about... Because, uh, yeah, I remember hearing that. E- literally, like, 90% of the people I know really felt sick for a long time. Um, w- when did you come up with this idea for the tournament?
1: Um, well, obviously uh we've everybody's been talking about it like it's where the vaccine rollout has happened we're we're i mean we're not back to normal but we're getting there um and so you know late last year i started a secret dodgeball club with the understanding that um it's going to be these people and we all have this mindset of we are a pod and this is the thing that we do as irresponsible as it was at the time, this is the one thing we do. And we did, you know, a bunch of us did COVID testing at the time and stuff like that. So we were able to play dodgeball in like a, I'm not going to say a competitive fashion, but um, to do that uh, for a few months. And then um, let's see, I think Kyle Roth had a tournament um, in Pennsylvania. And I, I saw snippets of it and it looked one, it looked fun, and we were all jealous, but <laughs> also it was on turf, um, which is, as a dodgeball player, not ideal. And also it was on the other side of the country. Um, and I think if I, because I remember looking up the place, I think like it's two hours from the nearest airport and you had to take like an Amish buggy ride over a bridge to get there. (laughs) So it was just like, so, so we were, uh, we're sitting down talking about that and we were thinking about, well, let's make a team and just go there. So we get a play. And then, um, you know, a couple of us were just like, well, why don't we just make a tournament? And uh, yeah. So I think in uh, April, we got the idea to just make the tournament um, and that, Set the wheels in motion of how at this point, and um, and I'm sure you'll ask how in the next set of questions, but that <laughs> is that's how the old uh, tournament idea started, and so you can thank Kyle for blazing that trail, um, and then me for just perfecting it <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, coming from someone who played soccer for most of their life, I can say, yeah turf is not ideal. Um, and I would argue that it's actually aged my knees a lot quicker than most.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a good way, especially with dodge. Like, well, one, it takes out sliding. Um, and it's a good way to snap an ankle with, you know, with the way that we uh, we jump and cut. But at that time, if somebody were like, hey, you want to play dodgeball on turf? So I get hmm. it. I 100% get it.
0: So you said, uh, so you... You said with, did you plan this out with your pod or was this you exclusively planning it out back in April? So,
1: so the pod gave me the idea and for, you know, first rule of secret dodgeball club is I'm not going to name anybody in the pod, even though they deserve some credit. Um, of course, uh, but yeah, the planning, the actual logistics of it was all me. Um, I did when I was sure that I was able to make a tournament, um, you know, like figuring out like the financials of doing everything and um, um, actually uh, because I called uh, probably 35 gyms around here and only one would rent to us because of, you know, because of COVID protocols Um, and only if I came up with a solid COVID protocol game plan. Um, And so that was the hardest part of planning was how do I get a bunch of for the for the most part acquaintances and strangers to agree to you know because you, you can't play in a mask you you can but, but you, you can't you can't be competitive you know um, wearing a mask for 10 hours in phoenix um <laughs> so yeah so I, I figured out um if we could get um i was shooting for 75 percent vaccine rate um and then a couple other protocols like we do same day testing um or no we were we were going to do previous testing because same day testing wasn't um at the um, available at the time and then if you're off the court you're going to wear masks and everything like that and then we got blown away by like a 95% vax rate um with everyone that signed up um wow. yeah and i and I had to, this was the hardest part was corralling the cards because I, I wasn't just going to be like trusting people because everybody can say, Oh yeah, I'm vaccinated. So I required them to send me their card information. They could block out, you know, their birthday, um, um, which since they're sending it on Facebook messenger, I probably already know their birthday anyway. Um, (laughs) but yeah, so it's over the, over the course of like two months, everybody uh, ended up sending me their cards. And then the people that um, the, I think we only had like six people that weren't vaccinated. Um, you know, they, uh, um, you know, they did either previous tests or wore masks off the, the sideline or whatever. So, um, but yeah, that was, COVID was obviously the biggest hurdle. And then after that, it was getting people to trust that some guy that they're pretty sure they've met before on the court could throw together a dodgeball tournament. <laughs>
0: um there is one thing I wanted to like uh jab at um yeah and I would agree. Uh it's very difficult to play in a mask, but I don't I don't know if, you probably met him. His name is uh, Brandon Cook.
1: Yes. Brandon was actually there and I mean he's Brandon's an anomaly. He's a, Yeah. <laughs> a fantastic person but uh and then you know he does wear like the gator and stuff like that for um I assume um, uh, scariness or whatever like that, but yeah, I mean, it is uh, he he can, um, but like, can you imagine the squirrely people like Gage Young, um, just or Alan uh, Stott jumping around and and moving as much as they do? It's uh, you know, it's tough,
0: yeah, uh, that's just not gonna happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's the anomaly, not not the rule, but he is an anomaly, uh, but he was there.
1: Yes. Yes. So, um so I guess I'll, I'll give you the breakdown of the teams that showed up. So rise showed up cause, all right. So yeah, let me roll back just a little bit and say that there was no way I could do a woman's tournament as well. The interest between like of the women wasn't going to be enough to field teams, you know, to, I, you know, yeah, I could do like a four team tournament with, uh with the women that were there, but I felt like, bringing it back let's do co-ed because i don't i don't want to be like hey first tournament back it's only men and then women get this like side tournament like that's i wanted it as competitive as possible and also as fun as possible so um the best way to do it was a four two um man woman ratio and um so we got some some hybrid teams going on, but Rise showed up. Rise was one of the first ones to sign up. Um, the new Rise, um, the Rain Bros. Rise combo. Um, Heat showed up. Um, the The team that won. I did something bad, which is also a Taylor Swift reference. Um, <laughs> they, uh, you know, the half a half half team USA um, was were there members there uh we had an amalgamation of california team buzzworthy um arsenal fielded a team um i'm obviously smash was there and then uh gauge captained a team of uh um some other people as well so and then i'm missing one team i'm gonna have to look at my sheet because i'm uh no that's uh Oh, LADC and friends. So, um, yeah, LADC brought a, an amalgamation team as well. So, so yeah, so, I mean, like, you know, there were no scrubs here. It was all very competitive dodgeball for it being the first tournament back.
0: So you elected to go the co-ed route for this one then?
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, um, it's it, – uh, it just – it made more sense than to try to uh, – squeeze into tournaments or um you know or, or make it so the women's tournament was so brief that you know like hey you, you've you got three other teams to play against um best of luck type thing so yeah <laughs> i mean i i felt it was in the best interest of all players to um yeah to do a co-ed tournament
0: so prior to the um prior to the tournament how much uh input did you gather uh or how how much input did you seek for it to be as successful as it turned out because looking at the comments and i I hear i see nothing but praise so good job on that
1: i thank you i am blown away that um because we tried a couple different things and i'll get to those later but like um uh i first i had to not secretly but i had to quietly ask teams because i didn't I'm awful at saying no to people. So I didn't want to like post up and be like, Hey, who would be interested in a dodgeball tournament? Um, and then have like, you know, rec league people be like, Oh yeah, I'll field a team. And then um, uh, I, so I wanted to keep the level of competitive up. So I reached out to teams that I figured would be interested um, through, you know, some of my pod members um, with the secret dodgeball club are, on competitive teams and so i reached out or i had them reach out to their their crew first and so we got i think we started with five teams that way and then for the other three um i you know i would poke team captains about like general interest and then you know i got a lot of no's um and then um after they said no i would pick their brains about like Yeah. But if you were to run a tournament, like what, like, what would you do? Like, uh, um, and I got, I got a lot of good input from, you know, honestly, everybody that's run a tournament, I've asked them questions. I've asked like, um, you know, players that play at the highest level, like team USA members, you know, I've asked, um, you know, people that have run successful tournaments, like, like, what are your pitfalls? What do you look at? And all that sort of stuff. And then, um, uh, and then I had this, this disdain for how dodgeball tournaments are run. And I, the one thing I needed to change was that I, I don't care for round robin being a seeding tournament. I want round robin to be a pseudo elimination tournament that ends in seeding. So um, I'm a huge fan of if there's, you know, this one was only eight teams, but like say there's 16 teams. I don't think all 16 teams should make uh, elimination Um, because, you know, once you play the round Robin and get seating team 16 has shown they don't have what it takes to get, you know, to win this whole thing. So why waste number one's team, you know, the number one team's time in you know, uh, having to beat these guys, uh, with risk of injury or fatigue or something like that. So just scrap it and do the top half. If you didn't make the top half, well, at least you got to play dodgeball and then the real competition, um, can start there. So that's, that's one thing I, um, I implemented, I think, I think USA, I think, uh, like WDBF does that. I wasn't hundred percent sure
0: uh yeah they do that for their group stages I also know like FIBA and and FIFA also do that for basketball and soccer yes uh, respectively so, so when you mentioned that format I was like oh this is actually very very familiar um only except instead instead of it being a group stage you pretty much play the field and you said out of the eight it was only top four
1: yes so like so, I mean I love like I love dodgeball and I'm and I feel like I can hold my own there but I knew Smash wasn't wasn't top four material when seeing some of these rosters, um, um, but I, and I didn't, I like I wanted to be, but I also, I know that I need to earn it and every team that plays needs to earn it. And that means that like, you know, cause I've been to tournaments where Heat will mess around in round robin, you know, because they know that they're one of the top teams. So this way, they can't mess around they have to play you know every team that they come across they have to put their all because it matters and uh, i felt like that um that made this tournament feel much more competitive and you know uh visceral than than a lot of the tournaments i've played in before
0: yeah it definitely sounds like it um without naming them did you have any like pushback as far as that format goes from anyone captains players or
1: no um i think i don't say i don't think it was universal um like universally praised but uh obviously the top teams enjoyed it maybe the fifth place team didn't love it as much but um but yeah i didn't i didn't get a single person that said that that's stupid so um so that i mean that That was cool.
0: Yeah. uh, I mean, yeah, (laughs) I'm kind of going in circles in my mind. I'm just, I actually love that format. Uh, It sounds a lot better than what we've had before. Um, So what kind of balls did you use before or or for this tournament? Was it just no sting and foam or did you have 8.5?
1: No. So it was um, the, so the first round, um, 10 rounds you play every, all other seven teams uh, of no sting. And then, you know, the little elimination. And then a long lunch. Uh, because I knew people were going to need to to recoup and rest and probably slam a couple of white claws for foam, which was the same, <laughs> uh, different order. Um, but yeah, 10 rounds, play all seven uh, for foam. The pri- So the, um, one of the pitfalls of this tournament is that I, without announcing it openly, um, and I probably could have found somebody that had them, I had to get like... Um, not the no-sting balls that we're used to playing with. So I wasn't super thrilled with these balls, but uh, once people kind of got used to them and broke them in a little bit, they were, uh, they were fine. But if there is one regret I have about this whole damn tournament is that I should have reached out to uh, people that I know have a stash of the, the no-stings that everybody else is using um, and brought them to this tournament.
0: So, I know you said you didn't like the no-sing balls uh, until they were broken in. Um, did you get that uh, complaint from ev- everyone else as well, or was that just more of a personal thing?
1: I think I think well, looking at some of the film, uh, some of these throws were a little more errant um, with these balls than well, also, it's Phoenix in uh, late June, and we're in this crazy heat wave. So it was a pretty sweaty tournament in general. So that probably didn't help the ball flying. Um, but yeah, I, I could tell that it took a little bit for people to get used to them. But yeah, I mean, I only got one complaint out of this tournament. Um, and that was, it was ignorance on my side um, and poor planning and something that never came up is that for foam, um, we uh we did uh, wdbf men's you know 30 side or 30 foot courts on both sides um but the women uh i didn't think about they play a 50 foot length court 25 on both sides so -hmm. there were i think uh i think two or three people that came up to me asking for a woman's line um you know like a neutral zone for women but that's when foam had already started like there were two two or three rounds in and i I felt embarrassed that that's something that kind of like slipped my grasp, but I didn't feel comfortable stopping the tournament and like retaping and all that sort of stuff um so yeah, so for the future that's something that i uh, I definitely will have to keep in mind
0: oh wow so um so you, you're definitely gonna be hosting more of these uh in I the mean, near near future
1: like I, I don't. I don't want this to sound as uh, uh, as braggy as it uh, as it does, but I think it was demanded that I host more tournaments. Um, I mean, if I if I'm into something, I'm obsessed with something, and so I um, like leading up to this, it's it's been really bad for my nerves because I've just been kind of like waking up in the middle of the night, kind of like thinking like, okay, how do I how do I fix this? Like the nets alone, I spent days on figuring out what is like the perfect um, tautness of a net. So when you throw both a no sting and a foam at it, it's not going to be tight enough to either ricochet or knock down the piping, um, mm. but also not loose enough where it's gonna get caught in the nets. So um, it, I, I wish people could see these like, it, it kind of looks like that Charlie Day meme of like me staring like pointing at a, a wall full of like numbers it's just me trying to figure out the physics of, of like how to, do, how to make you know because like like I think the first tournament I played in a smash was uh, here at ASU and balls were everywhere um they were getting caught in nets they were flying like like uh all over the place and i i that slows down dodgeball it really like it it um it interrupts the flow of games if a ball flies over. So I needed to figure out a way to keep, you know, 99% of the throws on the court. And, um, yes. And I, I felt like I got so many compliments on the nets. Uh, I do have, have to shout out to Kendall Smith for helping me with the, the piping, um, because that stuff is, um, crazy expensive to purchase for this tournament. So he was able to, uh, um, Get them to me. So um,
0: is Kendall Smith a vendor, or is he a fellow player? And in- he,
1: he, so he, um, he was a rec league player, and this was, uh, I think, his first competitive tournament. I, uh, I brought him on Smash, um, because he's an, he, I mean, he's an incredible foam player, um, and uh, yeah, I kind of wanted to give him the opportunity to, uh, you know, kind of strut his stuff, um, out here with some other people. So, um, so he was he was very eager to help me like make this a good tournament because he was also playing in it. So, yeah. Um. (laughs) But yes, to to, to fully answer your question. Yes. I'm obligated to host a bigger and better (laughs) tournament, um, um, you know, to test, to test myself on, on making, um, making this not just an anomaly, but like, you know, something that people look forward to.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, Kyle Roth, you know, credit to him for being able to do his thing in the East Coast. And, you know, there there have been some West Coast players to fly out there uh, for sure. But um, it's good to hear, see that, you know, something locally, at least for now, is being uh, done and provided for. Granted, you know, all the hurdles with COVID that's pro- being provided. So I got to say, that's actually uh, it leads us into our next, like, set of questions i wanted to ask uh and you kind of mentioned it before um you were waking up in the middle of the night wondering x y and z what you needed to do to improve and um so were there any like outside of the covid restrictions and or covid planning that obviously took a lot a lot to to plan out and renting out the gym and getting the nets and everything were there any other uh pre-tournament uh jitters or hiccups you had to deal with the day of
1: uh well yeah day of so um like luckily the gym was a few miles from my house um and i i forgot a number of things that uh my girlfriend had to drive to the tournament because i was i was there setting up um you know and just like it was it was absent-mindedness i woke up hours before i had to um And I went and like got breakfast. I got like, uh, you know, I got Advil for people. I bought a bunch of waters for people. Um, uh, you know, and like, and I washed my car because I needed to do something and, uh, to kind of take my mind off of uh, stuff. So like, yeah, so I was, I'm a jittery person when running like a big project anyway. Um, and the fact that this was my, my first one kind of really, um, uh, the pressure on me but outside of um as soon as the tournament started i just it was like a wave of relief washed over me because one people like were just thrilled to be playing um but also i realized that it, it it was running smoothly i mean we that tournament was five minutes off time and that's because um when elimination started Uh, people looked a little tired so i gave them five extra minutes but yeah so as far as the tournament like it ran as on time as any tournament ever has so that's cool i did forget about trophies so um (laughs) since i've never really won one at a competitive tournament that wasn't in my (laughs) scope of uh thought so like two days before the tournament i was like oh crap i like they need to win something. I mean, I let everyone know that just because of the cost of the tournament was low, um, um, there wasn't going to be like prize money or anything like that. Um, but, uh, so I realized like trophy shops don't carry trophies. Um, so I went to a couple different trophy shops and one was like, Hey, like you can have this floor model. So I bought this generic cup, you know, a metal cup thing just so people could take pictures um, when they won their division. But then I had this idea of um, because everybody, everybody has medals, everybody has trophies and stuff like that. And, and I, I I had the idea that nobody really cared a whole lot about them. Uh, So I decided to laser some dog tags um, uh, just so it's a small portable keepsake with, uh, with people's names on them. Um, for the winning team so um, yeah so that was my solution for uh, that but outside of that no as soon as it started everything ran so smoothly uh, that yeah I just um, I let the people that I paid to do the jobs that they did do their jobs and uh, it went flawlessly as soon as uh, as soon as it started
0: okay so you kind of opened up another rabbit hole um you hired people uh for this tournament
1: yeah so um i wanted to make sure that this for well, one because I'm, I'm assuming you've refed and played uh, right as, as most you know as most uh, both team captains and and like players have done and it's the worst it is it, like like having your buy round having to rush to uh to do uh, reffing is it's miserable so um in lieu of prize money essentially i paid refs and i paid a tournament runner um to the uh, so the uh, emily fishman who's a, she's the local uh rec player um and she's she's also like a, a super nerd like me so um we put together an excel spreadsheet so she was my scoremaster and she checked everyone in And then Tony Sanchez was my head ref. And I got like uh, uh, six other reps or uh, six other refs to kind of help out, which uh, a shout out to uh, Alfred Kwan and Jenny Hodge for just flying out for the day to ref and to stream. Um, I bonker like, (laughs) like I'm blown away. But they were like, um, you know, Alfred reached out to me and was like, Hey, we found a flight. We can get there. We'll get there a little later than the tournament starts. And I think they flew out at like 6 a.m. on Sunday morning. So they basically flew in, set up a uh, a, a live stream, helped the ref and run the tournament, uh, went to the after party, and then I think probably just slept at the airport for a little bit and then flew home. Um, so, so that was, uh, you know, and they, believe me, I wasn't paying enough to cover a flight. So it wasn't like a lucrative <laughs> opportunity for them. Um right but yeah I wanted to make sure that you know uh, I got to play so I didn't have to run everything um and um yeah and so I was able to uh, pay enough people to make to make the tournament just kind of run itself
0: yeah that's actually uh and yeah I can say I mean I understand that it's a task uh to ref but if you were to ask any captain um any smart captain, I should say, whether they would rather be roughing or being with their team, any smart captain would want to take that time and be with their team. Yeah. Um, and that's not, that's no slight, that's just pure honesty. Yeah. Uh, but you said, but you said you paid a tournament organizer. Um, was it Tony Sanchez or was it someone else?
1: So that was Emily basically um, was the, uh, the tournament. So I, I set everything up and uh, she, she, so she would um, check everyone in because everyone had to sign a waiver. Um, and, um, and since I had like the, the Excel sheet of everyone that had shown me their vaccination cards. Um, so we checked in and made sure that everyone came in, any spectators that came in had to show vaccine cards or wear a mask. So, so she, she bought me time in that and then she ran um, every time. So the round robin worked where um, is, it was 15 minutes of playtime and then five minutes off. And then the next round was 15 minutes playtime, five minutes off, um, et cetera. Um, you get a point for every game you won. And then you get two points if you won more games in the 15-minute period. Or mm. if you tied, you both both teams get one point. And that's how we determine seeding for, um, uh, for the elimination. And Emily would run to each court afterwards and collect that and put that in the Excel spreadsheet. So yeah, so she, uh, for lack of better terms, ran um, the tournament once it uh, once it started. And Tony made sure that it started on time. Um, and bless his voice, at the end of the day, he screamed so much, <laughs> telling people, like, hey, get to your courts, line up. Um, uh, on top of yelling, you know, <laughs> all you do as a ref as well. So um, you know, huge huge thank you to him and all of the refs because um, refing isn't fun um, at all <laughs> um, when you're um, when you're intimidated because some of the refs are intimidated by some of these players, which I, I, I will say that that everybody, Um, There was a little chippiness just because that happens in dodgeball, but like everybody was very respectful of the refs. Um, Even if they thought there was a bad call or something like that, or a no call or something like that, they, they respected that, Hey, you know, every, this, this is the first time they're playing. This is the first time people have been refing in a year and a half as well. So um, yeah, everyone was super respectful. And I, I can't thank literally, I can't thank any person enough for both coming to the tournament, helping out with the tournament, uh, talking about the tournament, buying me drinks. um, You know, (laughs) everybody made this a successful event.
0: Yeah, it definitely sounds like it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, some of it is intimidation. Some of it is just simply, you know, things you'd rather not do. Uh, I can say that Uh, (laughs) because any captain, like I said, would rather be with their team. And yeah. I had no idea Jenny and uh, Quan flew out the day of and left literally hours after that's, yeah, that was it's nuts. Knockers. Cause, I, cause I, I caught a bit of the stream and I was, I mean, not that I spoke to him or anything, but I, I was under the impression they had been there for a couple of days and just had a stream set up planned. But the fact that they flew out the day of and sadly hours after like that's Kudos to them for providing yeah. some of us an insight on some of yeah. how, how that day went. Yeah, um,
1: I'd, I'd also like to thank, uh, since talking about streaming, I'd also like to thank Nick Factorin for, uh, he filmed Court 3, and I think he posted about, um, all of those are on um, his YouTube channel. Um, I think he's Team Meat. Or, um, yeah. um, so all of those matches are broken up on, um, on the YouTube channel. So that's a you know, now now that I think about the stream, that's one thing that I should have thought about harder is better positioning. Um, not to open another rabbit hole, but here we go. <laughs> since we're just talking here about we it. Go. I hate how Dodgeball is filmed because it's impossible. You know, we were talking about how hard it is to ref a real-time game. Watching a single angle live stream of Dodgeball is also very frustrating because you know, there are so many bang, bang, bang plays that, you know, it's hard for people to kind of keep their eyes on it. Um, I think for the next tournament, I'm going to really focus one court on a multi-camera angle that is not live streamed, that gets, you know, processed, edited, um, put commentary over. um, Because like if poker can do it, like people were watching people play poker (laughs) <laughs> on ESPN and it became wildly successful and that's poker. So like, imagine an exciting sport. If, if it was packaged well, it can, it, can, it can reach the people who never thought dodgeball was accessible or was even a thing and it can bring them into their local rec leagues or whatever, whatever. Um, so yeah, so the filming, uh, uh, I'm glad we had filming because the people who love dodgeball love to watch it but um that's something that needs to change to make the sport uh enjoyable for other people so um that's i think that's the next hurdle that i'm gonna go crazy on for the next few months is uh how do i (laughs) figure out how to make that work
0: i mean (laughs) a shameless unpaid plug uh, i would reach out to mad city
1: Okay, yeah, Um, I I remember they did nationals. They Uh, did
0: nationals. They also do eSports. So if anyone can help you out with that kind of setup, it would definitely be them. All right. Um, Just for future reference. Uh, They are pricey, but to get the quality that you're looking for and to see what they've done before, um, they're definitely worth it. All right. Um, So um, now that we've talked about the planning stages, the, you know, the mental hurdles, the day ofs you shouted out pretty much everyone who helped you out in any capacity. Um, were there any highlight plays you wanted to to touch on that you can recall? I know it's been days after the yeah. fact and you're probably coming down off of it, but.
1: Yeah, I can't, um, I know of a couple like, so Matt Levine um, was gracious enough to come out and play on smash. Um, and he had a point blank catch on gauge <laughs> um, so th- those those are always exciting, um, <laughs> and uh, I know Katie Sanchez was just clutch. I I mean I I know um, I forget it was if it was like the semis or something like that, but I think she was down uh, a couple people and then just her, and she just made a clutch catch and it just steamrolled and turned the whole uh, whole game around. Um, Elijah, I, I cannot not watch that kid. Like, he is uh, he is a highlight. Um, <laughs> like, it's, I mean, he's definitely the future of dodgeball, and it is, he's incredible to watch. Um, as far as everything else, like, yeah, there, I mean, there were just, like, across the board, there were a bunch of, like, clutch catches um, and stuff, but I can't, off the top of my head, I mean, that's all a blur to me. So I would say go watch, go watch some film, guys, and uh, go see for (laughs) yourself.
0: Uh, What team was uh, Katie playing for?
1: Uh, Heat. Okay.
0: So she pretty much saved Heat in what the semifinals was it? You said?
1: Yeah, I think so, and I think that was, uh, and I don't think that was an isolated incident. I think she had like crazy amount of like clutch, um, clutch plays. Um, because yeah, heat, uh because the the men on heat, they're golfers now, so they're not even dodgeball <laughs> players anymore. Uh, they were just doing this. It was like, ah, you know, just getting the band back together. but um <laughs> yeah, so it was really the women that carried that team.
0: uh shout out uh Katie. Um, <laughs> so one and, and, and this is probably just me being from California speaking partially ignorant um arizona and florida are pretty known for golfing courses so i can see that yeah and two um they posted a pic uh or one of them posted a pic of them rocking some nice heat polos and i'm not even a polo type of person but yeah i would rock that i would rock that if they 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 look good
1: Well, it's funny because we I golfed with them um, the day after the tournament, which I regretted immediately agreeing to it um, <laughs> because I knew I was going to be miserable. And it was so bad that like I had a Miller Light on the course, and that tasted good and it, like made my body feel better. So that's how I knew it was a, a bad idea. But um, but yeah, I mean golf golf is fun, um, and those guys are are super great, um, and they're and what sucks, and this is what I hate about heat mainly like dylan and Isidro. is they are just good at everything um they just switch to God, like they they're you know the top of their class in dodgeball uh dylan has crushed me in ping pong a thousand times um you know and they just decided to pick up one of the hardest games one of the hardest sports and they're just so damn good at it. And it is frustrating. <laughs> I want to hate them. I want to hate them so bad, but they're just also super nice dudes too. So.
0: Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, I mean, I I can agree. The only thing I hate about Dylan is that he's a Giants fan, but Hey, we're not all perfect. So. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I know if he hears that. Yeah. You, you know, I said it. I've said it to you <laughs> numerous times. <laughs> so. Um, Jesus Christ I'm reading some of these comments that uh, people tagged you in and literally nothing but universal praise despite what you may uh, you know kick yourself over it seems like it's universally praises something solid here's
1: here's how I knew it was a super successful tournament and this this might seem callous and it might seem like a, a jab but Alan Thomas told me it was a great tournament and wow, he had no criticisms. Alan Thomas had no criticisms. So None. that's that's how I know it was a wildly successful tournament. Um, because <laughs> uh, and I I love Alan. He's one of my favorite people. But if he he's not going to pull punches and he's not afraid to hurt your feelings by telling you something isn't right, he enjoyed it. But I mean, at the after party, everybody you know, was talking about how, you know, and there is some, we're in the honeymoon phase. I get it. This is the first competitive dodgeball tournament they've played in a while. Um, so yeah, everybody kind of feels, um, you know, the love about it. But no, I, I feel super good about this. And I feel like um, some of these these things can be taken and, and moved to um, other tournaments. and um, And I can also learn things from other tournaments because it's not it's not at its best by any um stretch of the imagination it can get better and it will get better the next one i host um i'm gonna throw in more wrinkles that uh that i feel like will help the sport ultimately go from you know where it is now to maybe a step above because i would say like you look at these garbage little league teams and they have sponsors because you know sponsoring something it it, it means nothing other than it's a tax write-off so if we can get actual money in um through sponsors i mean the world opens up with the possibility so like yeah for a small tournament i could get mad city in because i i have enough corporate sponsors that you know they have a budget to, you know, write a thousand dollar check to sponsor this two day tournament um, and have their name online in front of a couple thousand viewers type thing. So um, yeah, there's a bunch of administrative stuff that needs to happen with, with uh, uh competitive dodgeball, in my opinion, that, um, that I feel like I can tackle because I'm obsessive about uh, that sort of stuff.
0: Wow. Um i didn't realize sponsoring something was a tax (laughs) write-off oh
1: yeah no so i i am technically not even a person anymore i'm an s corp um what i do for a living is i i am a a company um you know and and the amount of stuff that you can just write off um and and you know legally write off sorry i I don't i'm not breaking i'm not like wesley snipesing over here but like um (laughs) yeah like you can like you can like I uh actually because the money I brought in didn't cover the tournament so um this uh as a corporation I was able to make a donation to the church as in the form of a gym rental and that is technically a charitable donation so I as a company can write that off um and if I can do that um than other companies can and put their names on stuff. And I mean, um, you know, it's uh, you just have to add, you just have to talk to the right department and, and companies. And I mean, the money can be there. It just sucks trying to find, you know, make the phone calls and send the emails and all that. But, um, you know, it can be done. And I feel like it's necessary to bring, you know, the ideal tournament to, you know, um, to the masses. So none but
0: facts right there. Uh, before we go into the crowdsource questions, um, who were the top four teams, um, by the end of it?
1: Okay. So I did something bad. Um, uh, won it all. They won both, uh, um, no sting and foam and then, you know, through points the whole tournament. Um, and that was, uh, that was Andrew Ketchum, uh, Elijah Hashimoto, Cody Stidham, Eric Vasquez, and uh, Jake Hebert, and then Jen Woodley and Jackie Cruz. Um, so, like, they that's a power team. <laughs> yeah. um, and then uh, Heat took second place. I believe uh, Rise took third place, and then uh, Buzzworthy which was uh, Shelby, uh, Shelby Grimes put that team together. Um, and it was an amalgamation of like Hive and, and some other uh, um, players from Thieves. So um, yeah, so I mean, just a solid up and down. And they, they made, those, those four teams made the top four in both divisions. So they were, you know, they were the top four teams across the tournament.
0: Oh, nice um <clears throat> so getting into the crowdsource questions right now uh dan chamberlain <laughs> who is your favorite ref jk obviously it's me uh, and you kind of already hinted at it uh future plans for a tournament so okay. who was your favorite ref
1: um so i mean tony made things run dan was probably my least favorite ref um <laughs> Because I think he spent the most. Because I also covered the refs' lunch, so I think he spent the most money at lunch. So he's already costing me. Uh, <laughs> um, no, like honestly, uh, uh, Abby Abby Shuff came up from um, Tucson to ref um, Jenny and Alfred. Like I said, they flew in. Um, uh, Vivian Duran, who is a um, a rec player uh, here, uh, and was terrified to ref, but like I needed bodies on the court, so like I, I appreciate her. Um, you know, and then, uh, you know, Tony, so I would say all of them, they're all my favorites because they, uh, oh yeah. And Eli Moreno, um, um, uh, rounded out the refs as well. And he, you know, he was a trooper. I know he got yelled at a couple times, um, but just kept on refing. And so, uh, I appreciate them equally is my, um, that's my corporate answer.
0: <laughs> corporate answer. Yeah. Eli mentioned in a in reply, don't
1: be hasty. So, (laughs) yeah, no, Dan, you weren't my favorite. So I'll just flat out say that.
0: Uh, (laughs) Um, I I threw in a few in here. So the first one, I think we kind of touched on it, but if you wanted to elaborate a little more, uh, what were what was the criteria for the teams you chose?
1: All right. So um, first, uh, I I kind of went down like um, the best teams um you know so i reached out to heat i reached out to rise um uh you know and then i i, I reached out to a couple other teams that uh, once i gave them my covid protocol they took that to their team and um because the the deadline for team was like early june so this would have been may when people were deciding when we were still kind of up in the air about like vac- i think vaccines were just just then widely available so I did think the vaccine rate was was still pretty low, um, but yeah, I wanted the best, and I I started in the west, um, and then I started reaching out to like a couple players. Um, you know, I, I reached out to Jen Woodley because you know Texas is a is a quick flight from here. Um, I reached out to Matt Levine to see if uh, Shred wanted to uh, join because I know I think they played at the uh, at Kyle's tournament. Um, right. And they, I, they had the tournament the weekend before, but Matt ended up playing with us. So yeah. So I wanted. I, I didn't want. Yeah, I didn't want to just put people on the court. I wanted this to be, you know, the the best players that I could find, um, competing. So, um, also, I specifically didn't reach out to some teams because there are some firecrackers on some teams. <laughs> and I knew, I knew that, um, uh, our refs weren't going to be as confident or some of our refs weren't going to be as confident. And I didn't want them screaming at refs, um, over, you know, the inevitable like missed or bad calls that happen in refing. So, yeah. So basically chill people and, uh, uh high level players, which sometimes those, that two, those two, uh, quality assets are not easy to find, but, um, yeah, it uh, it all worked out. <laughs> so
0: chill, high level, but ref friendly uh, teams. And yeah, yeah, it's a real, real smorgasbord
1: <laughs> of uh, qualifications there. But yeah, I feel like um um I feel like I found it, and also will it, like willing to trust me because I know there were a couple there were a couple teams that, you know, they have no idea who I am, and like I, you know. Uh, they, they had to trust the idea that I was going to make make, uh, a stellar product. And, um, you know, and I'm sure there were a couple people that, uh, you know, now are like, damn it, we should have brought a team to this, but, uh, well, there you go. Um,
0: so you already mentioned the, the team numbers were, you just wanted to stick with eight. Um, I'm not sure if we went over it, but why, why eight, why not say six or 10?
1: Okay. So eight is, um, so we had three courts, um, and eight was an easy number to, um, to figure out. Um, but so like I could, I could make a schedule where we all played each other, um, with the allotted time without playing too long. Cause like each division was three and a half hour. Or so between both round Robins was three and a half hours of on court time. Um, So with more teams, that becomes diluted. With less teams, it becomes, you know, you play too much. So, um, and then eight was perfect where no team played more than three matches in a row, nor had two buys in a row. So there was literally no competitive advantage to any single team except for Smash because I specifically put our buy round first so I could start the (laughs) tournament and then go change into dodgeball clothes so um <laughs> so that is the only tactical advantage uh, that any team got um and uh, yeah so uh, but yeah i didn't want to i didn't want to open it up too much and then like like have to fill out a team you know like oh we, hey we have nine quality teams uh, please throw together just you know some um you know some team and you know, I had to think about this, the amount of people in the gym and stuff. So, yeah. So eight just eight just worked out perfectly. Nice. Um,
0: any idea or any uh, this is just sort of popped up right now. Any ideas as far as like expanding the number of teams for the next one or is eight just going to be the.
1: Oh, no, 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 it'll definitely once once like COVID is more and more in the rear view. Um, ideally, I'd love a 16 team tournament. Um and I, I would uh, limit it to one ball type, um, just because I feel like for the round robin to uh, the round robin, and then um, only you know half the pool makes the elimination. For that to work, every team has to play each other. So there's no you know there's no pool advantage of like oh well these guys you know played the the worst you know there's there's no strength of schedule they all play. So I think 16 teams, realistically, I could get away with, um, with a bigger gym, um, doing like six courts, um, any more than that. And I think you start getting teams that don't, this is going to, it's going to sound hypocritical as, you know, as a, as a captain of a team that doesn't win very much, but, um, you know, I want, I want the competition levels so high, um, that if I do 16 teams, I want to have to turn teams away, um, you know, and and have only the cream of the crop playing. Um, you know, instead of expanding it to 24 and then just getting like teams that are, you know, playing because they love dodgeball. Um, there are plenty of tournaments for that. I think there's a lot of fun tournaments and I love going to them and I love messing around with them and stuff. But as far as my tournament, series if it becomes that i want it to be one of those tournaments that like people like need to win um and uh yeah and i feel like i feel like with uh, enough planning timing and then uh corporate money i can i can make it uh not quite what the udc was um like that's that's my ultimate aspiration is to make court dodgeball be able to give away a twenty-five thousand dollar prize. Um, wow, and it's it's doable. Not in the next year or two, but I feel like, you know, if I if I have cracks at it in in three to five years, I can put on a tournament that like like will give away a substantial amount of prize money. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it's uh, completely doable.
0: That's some pretty huge
1: aspirations there. Yeah, I mean, I got nothing else going on. Like my play, my playing <laughs> days are, are in the twilight. So I figure I might as well transition to, um, you know, making the playing days for people, you know, younger than me as as great as possible. Nice. Uh,
0: Steve Damon asked, um, did you receive any flack from hosting the tournament during the pandemic times? Not a troll, but curious if you'd be willing to speak to any resistance or obstacles you met along the way?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, um, there were plenty of people that, um, you know, that are, uh, thankfully taking COVID very seriously and didn't, didn't have faith that I would be able to put on a safe product. Um, and I, I took no offense to that because, um, you know, it, it's at this point it's everyone's comfort level. Um, and I don't think anyone was necessarily like, um, like rude about anything. Everyone politely declined or politely thought it was maybe not the best time, um, at least if, to my face. Maybe they went and talked to their friends and was like, this jerk off or whatever. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I think, um, I think a few people were dismissive of me, um, as. Thought that it you know it wouldn't come to fruition, um, but for the most part, everyone was super helpful once I reached out um, and uh, started asking questions about like tweaks and stuff. Um, but the scoring system, uh, Mark Acom was a, a, a huge asset on figuring out like little tweaks and um, pitfalls that I might do. Uh, Lucas was a, a, a godsend because I, I asked him to play. Um, Cause I, 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 really wanted him there, but he, you know, his team wasn't comfortable with the COVID protocols, but I mean, we had a very long conversation about how do you make this the best possible product. And I don't think it would have been possible without his uh, invaluable insight from being, you know, the coach of the gold medal team USA to also <laughs> running, you know, like a, a small, uh, you know, smaller Seattle dodgeball tournaments and stuff. So. Um, yeah, I don't. There was very little resistance, other than you know just standard obstacles in in COVID years.
0: So as far as like just people politely turning it down, obviously because they're not comfortable yet, and you know the gyms that you came across, nothing
1: too out there. No, no, it um, it all just kind of like I mean it it took hours and hours and hours to find, you know. Uh, all of the pieces from the gym to I had to buy um, specific nets that um, that would fit what I was doing um, you know and uh, a bunch of other things and um, researching you know just the little pitfalls and things um, but yeah no every I mean uh, everyone was pretty supportive of the idea even if they weren't comfortable um, you know participating
0: okay that's fair um <laughs> so i know you kind of went about it uh, a little bit secretly as far as asking teams and not just like blasting it on like social media or whatever uh but for the next tournament would you consider uh public posting maybe that'd be easier to get refs as well
1: oh yeah i mean it's because what's funny um i posted a very vague hey i'm hosting a tournament um does anyone want a ref um <laughs> and you know and like not really i didn't want them to know like hey i have like like this is basically you know an elite or premier tournament type you know talent um i kind of wanted them to maybe like inquire within and then uh, me tell them that but um yeah i mean now that uh, now that everyone knows um yeah um and i it's kind of that catch twenty two is where I don't want to turn anyone down. Like uh, people, once they found out about the tournament, they asked me if they could, if I would expand to ten and and let them uh, bring a team. Um, and I felt bad turning them down. I I feel really bad hurting people's feelings about like not being able to play or whatever. But um, I do. I really want to have to turn teams away at this next tournament. Um, that would that would be a huge. Um, uh like a seal of approval that I have this many slots, and there are more teams that want to play in it than I can comfortably host, and so that means that I'm doing a good job. So yeah, so I will, I will. I mean, I'll let people know. Nice. So um, and maybe, maybe it won't be a Taylor Swift "Shake It Off" tournament. <sighs> maybe, maybe it'll be another a uh, pop star related tournament. But, um, <laughs> uh, the uh, justin bieber sorry tournament but i don't know we'll uh (laughs) we'll figure that out i mean we we have a we have a slate of tournaments coming up um um so i don't know you know it's not going to happen um in the next couple months anyway so um yeah so you guys can i guess train and get ready for the next one but uh yeah it won't be anytime soon
0: no. for sure um uh before we wrap this up uh why 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 taylor swift
1: um <laughs> so i was um i was thinking of like names um and like uh i, I was gonna call it the like let's get rust or like uh, shake off the rust tournament or like um i don't know and then um and then um i'm i'm listening to uh, punk goes pop at the time and uh one of the other taylor swift songs is being covered by i think we came as romans or you know a metal band or something and um and i was like oh yeah like i uh shake it off is a turn oh it's like and it just kind of organically was like yeah it could be like the taylor swift shake it off tournament and then that just kind of like was a placeholder and then it just became what it was and so uh um yeah so there's no significance other than just random coincidence <laughs> that i was listening to people scream taylor swift lyrics on on uh, google music so
0: <laughs> all right um <laughs> uh before we wrap this up um you've shouted out a lot of people who helped you out uh Joe DeFuria, furia emily um hodge alfred um anyone else you'd like to shout out that helped you um uh, whether through input or day yeah. of
1: um grace um uh grace brian on um facebook she runs helps run cactus or runs the, i don't know there's a team that runs cactus dodgeball but she was invaluable in like helping me um set everything up uh she did the after party because if, if if the after party were up to me it'd be like hey we're going to this dive bar and burn quarters for the jukebox um but we did uh mill avenue which is like the college bar and um you know it was it was like a bumping party which i guess the kids are into these days so mm-hmm. like she, t- she she took care of that and gave me also valuable insight i don't know like uh Yeah, I mean, there's so many people that 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 helped me out in little ways, but I honestly every single person that played I want to thank because I think every single person thanked me for doing it and they were just a delight. Um, And uh, yeah, I want to thank you for having an interest in uh, dodgeball and and listeners like you guys um, for making the sport run around. And, um, and lastly, uh, um, Andrew, Andrew Ketchum is, um, uh, yeah, he's, he's been quintessential in helping me like with confidence of, uh, yeah, just go do it. Like that attitude of, uh, um, you know, cause he's, uh, when I started playing, it was like, Ooh, that's good. That's Ketchum. He's, he's the, he's the pinnacle of dodgeball or whatever and like no he just trains he trains his ass off and like that is such an inspiration for me um to you know if you want something just do it just go grind get it done and so um I sounded off a bunch of things a bunch of uh, uh, ideas to him and he told me which ones he thought were dumb and which ones were good and um yeah, so he's, uh, I mean, he's probably the reason that I uh, even formed a team or, um, you know, kept this going is just that, you know, yeah. if, if you want it, do it. <laughs> that's, uh, that's it. And if, and if anyone's asking me for advice, the best advice I can give is find that balance between what you want, and what you love. And if it's the same damn thing, you're a lucky person. And if it's not uh, find time for both. And, um, yes. And I've been an extremely lucky person to both have the career path that allows me the ability to put something on like this and also travel around the country and throw balls at all of you guys. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but that's I mean, it was a long winded way of, of corporate answering <laughs> thanking everybody. I'd love to thank my sponsors, Ball stay New Pads and, uh, <laughs> you know, guys drink water. That's super important too. So, um, yeah, that's uh, I think that's it. I, uh, and thank you again for interviewing me. This is, um, I know my voice is wonderful to listen to and fall asleep to and stuff, but, uh, <laughs> um, it was nice to actually have a direction to be able to talk about it.
0: Yeah. Um, the honor's all mine. Um, I just want to say congratulations on running this, um, uh, I'm not even kidding. When I sit here and say I read as many comments as I can find, it's it, safe to assume it was universally praised. And once this airs, once people hear it, um, they're going to relive all the good thoughts and maybe even you know post in the comments. If you have any highlight plays that you feel might have been missed or might have been overlooked, uh, just post them here. Um, now will be a perfect time for us to relive those.
1: yeah Um, and I do want to I do want to have one closing thought is that in between the Sean Sean meme war um, (laughs) that died I don't know if Higby just gave up or if Anderson just uh, gave up but I mean I mean come on Sean's let's (laughs) let's meme it up that's the only thing keeping us alive (laughs) you guys are meme lords or whatever and you just quit come on that's not the attitude get in there (sighs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> so. leave it to a target a tournament organizer to add more uh more beef uh, between the shans
1: yeah it was, it was getting quiet on on dodgeball family so every well, i mean ever since they switched to admins um yeah it's probably gotten quiet because there's probably been some uh um some memes that was okay. So that was one thing again. Um, if I get in trouble with the, the higher ups or whatever, uh, we tried to post, uh, the live stream on dodgeball family. And I posted like the, thank you, like my, the thing that eventually made it. Um, but since I guess all the admins were, you know, I think they were doing like real life stuff. Um, it didn't get approved till Monday. So I was a little bummed that, Mm. um, you know, that people couldn't like watch that in real time. Um, but uh, you know, I also understand that like you can't be just throwing out crap to a dodgeball community because uh, that's how you get in arguments about like misogyny or whatever started the whole uh, the whole admin process. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, so basically, I'm saying make me an admin, and <laughs> and I will <laughs> I will make sure that nothing but good quality stuff goes through. So, um, no, I think I, I got derailed, but yeah, I basically just wanted to poke. Uh, sean higby because that's uh, you know it's kind of our, our thing it's kind of our friendly little
0: game <laughs> fair enough and we'll wrap this up all right and that was my interview with uh my first ever recap tournament recap with uh joe defuria for the uh <laughs> happily named uh shake it off tournament so i want to thank joe um uh, defuria for uh taking time out of his day which i'm sure um was spent just coming down out of an awesome high and well-reviewed tournament and it's good to know that um, he plans to do more of these. Uh, it was definitely fun doing my first ever recap. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm learning a lot about how to, how to do the podcasting thing uh, better now that we can do recaps down the road and just really expanding my growth as far as hosting, podcasting, formulating, planning, and all that. So I feel really good about this. And I want to let you guys know my next guest will be from Sweden. Uh, marcus um, from sweden so i definitely want to talk to him about the dodgeball culture out there get his story out there and i really want to understand how is it that sweden is one of the best party nations when it comes to any event that sweden is represented in so um stay tuned for that i'll be recording that sometime next week before my birthday and hopefully releasing before my birthday so that's definitely gonna be fun um if you've listened up until this point thank you so much and have a wonderful day